0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. While you are getting in touch about that, let me talk about this new trial that is going to be starting in a Dublin City Council, whereby they are going to put out seagull-proof bin sacks. This they say will stop those sacks being teared open, torn open rather, uh, by the birds. Our reporter uh, Sophie has been out and about on the streets of. Dublin, asking how bothered people are by city seagulls.
1: They bother me, yeah,
2: they're, they're far too big and uh, they're a bit of an inconvenience whenever you're eating your lunch uh, around the park. So I think this eagle knows, like, okay, I don't need to come close to him, so he stay out of my way. Yeah, personally, they don't bother me that much. Um, there's a lot of them, like feeding them, like, I think something could probably be done about that. It's okay, as long as I don't have food in my hands I think they, they're going to stay back, so... Um... I think they're quite
1: nice, like they add to the vibe in Dublin. Dublin is not Dublin without seagulls. You can't eat when you go in Stevens Green Park, I don't like them at all. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think they need to put something into place because they're just everywhere now at the minute. You can't move and they're flying at you. All right. Mixed opinions on seagulls there from the uh, people on the streets of Dublin speaking to our own Sophie McDevitt. Uh, And as that last lady uh, said, they need to do something. So what they are doing is putting out and rolling out these seagull-proof anti-tear bin sacks. That is the plan. Keith Connolly is a Fianna Fáil councillor on Dublin City Council. He joins me now. Uh, Keith, you're very welcome to the show. Will this be enough, do you think, to deter seagulls? Uh, I don't. I'd like to go a step further.
2: and I think that a uh, call should be examined uh, like what happened in brigan where derogation was thought obviously uh, gold are protected species under EU directive. And in brigan basically it's such a, a threat to health and safety that derogation was allowed by a minister that allows for the nest and the eggs of gold to be removed safely. And that tries to control some of the population. As your piece uh, showed there, there, there is uh, anecdotal evidence to show that inland, in Dublin, we have more and more seagulls are getting bigger, and they're uncontrollable, and it will be a big issue in years to come. Uh,
0: a a call seems a bit extreme, though, doesn't it? I mean, is it not better to try the old anti-tear bin sacks first?
2: I suppose because like, that, that, that like that they're only being tried because of inner right? We had issues there in in, in the piece where people have been attacked for food. We have the feces from goals, which are extremely dangerous. We've had noise pollution as well in parts of the city. I think I was on the show during the summer. I I dealt with constituents who had to move out of their house in the summer because boards nested in the chimney. Um, And certainly, I've never dealt with the issue so much as I did last summer. Um, And I actually did a lot of research on this. Like a a hen gull can live up to 30 years of age. Gulls, after four years of age, return to where they were bred themselves. So (laughs) if they're coming more and more inland for, for, you know, and the reasons to come inland is obviously. It is part human-made there. But uh, if we come more and more inland, we're going to have a massive issue in years to come when they keep on breeding. And as I said, the female hen gull is living up to forty years of age. They have no predators inland. They have an unlimited supply of food in cases. And actually, there's a researcher in Bristol, Peter Rock, who's done a lot of work on this. Um, and he said it's going to be a big, big problem in the UK and indeed in, in urban areas in Ireland in years to come.
0: Niall Hatch is with us as well from Birdwatch Ireland. Niall, is a cull the only option? Uh, no, it's
1: not an option at all and um, just to stress, what was described there isn't technically a cull. Cull would be killing of, of, of the, the live birds, not removing the eggs of the nest. Having said that, the adult steps in Bob and the, the derogation that's been issued by the Minister for the last uh, last five years or so in a row, that's totally illegal under EU law, the Minister knows that. And his, own, uh, his, own, his own advisors and an independent report commissioned by the, the Department have actually concluded that. So that's lying in the place of EU law. The reason being that the gull, which is the main species we're talking about here, is fully totally protected under Irish and, and EU law under the birds' directive. Proper steps weren't taken to avail of that derogation, such as like, mitigation measures, measuring the expect on species, and so on. So that's, that's a big problem. And the issue is, when we're talking about the destruction of a bird and per- lowering its reproduction, people would think that this is a species that's somehow increasing, or the numbers have gone up. Certainly, in certain urban areas, we are seeing them nesting more on rooftops. But in fact, their population in Ireland has gone down by 90% over the course of 30 years. It's not the activity or the actions of a bird that's thriving or losing the run of itself, as we often hear, it's the action of a species in crisis, because their normal nesting sites, the islands around Dublin Bay for example, have become overrun with introduced predators like rats and mink, indeed with human beings as well, travelling to those islands illegally walking through economies, disturbing them. Um, Gulls have always been around Dublin City. I think, you know, it's it's funny when people talk about inland Dublin. Dublin is a coastal city. There have always been, for a thousand years, gulls around Dublin City Centre. It is certainly true that in recent years they have started to nest on rooftops, and that's a problem we see during the summer, because of the lack of nests Site. But that's nothing at all to do with the availability of food and the way that they're, they're feeding. Certainly it isn't good when these gulls learn to associate humans with food, and that's the problem we're seeing in the parks mm. and on, along the quays, where people have, in the past, people have been throwing food to the birds, they've been feeding them, and some of these birds, a small minority, but some of them have gone rogue, as we might say, and have learned to associate people with food. So we'd urge people definitely not to feed them. And we certainly welcome the introduction of these these uh, gull-resistant bags in the city because, mm. obviously, leaving out easily, overflowing bins are easily ripped open, black flimsy black plants, bags. That's no modern waste management system. And now, sorry to cut a
0: go- ha- Have those uh, bin bags, have they been trialled and used in other cities? I mean, is there evidence we can point to to suggest this might actually reduce the crossover of gulls with people?
1: My understanding is it has been trialled in other parts of Europe. I think there's been some studies in in places like the Netherlands with it. I know that goals in in urban areas have been an issue, particularly in coastal cities. Um, We've seen issues with it in in, in the UK, for example. But certainly as well, I think it's worth pointing out that um, we see the goals going through the bins because, you know, obviously they're taking the easy option, but they're during the day. Hopefully these bags will also then prevent uh, creatures, you know, foxes, rats, mice going through the bins at night when people don't often often see that. I think we need to look at our waste management and make sure that these these scavengers can't access them because that certainly is an issue. Just with regard to the the, the, um, the issue of the droppings that the councillor raised there, gulls have droppings. There's no particular evidence that they're in any way particularly dangerous. Far, far worse actually is, is, is dog feces, fox feces, and particularly rat feces which you often would find around bins as well. Mm. So I think you need to get that into perspective too. Uh,
0: uh, Keith, it seems a bit unfair that we've uh, kind of driven seagull numbers down to 10% of what they were and their solution to the consequence of that is to cull them?
2: I suppose that study was done last year uh, and it cost €92,000. Um, it actually had seven target areas. Most of them were coastal areas like coats, Scaries, etc. It didn't actually include a lot of research in inland areas like I represent, Fingas, Glass, seven Baddy Very little research done there so I would contradict some of that report I think it needs more funding you see more details because as Oyle said there there is more nesting in inland areas and as I said if these are trying to nest every four years where they were born themselves it's going to be a big big issue in
0: years to come yeah. it's, Sorry, I, I sorry the Keith key to cut across question but just to get this clear is Nevin in your mind an inland area? I, I would kind of consider awfully an inland area
2: um, in, in, uh, I'm sorry, I'm referring to the city, I suppose, so there's obviously coastal areas, the city centre, and then there's a suburban areas just outside that, so, I remember, look, I live, I lived in, I lived in Um I think I live not too far away, golds were, uh, you know, when it rained, they came from the sea, and out they came, now they're a constant, I can look out my window and see golds every single day on chimneys, uh, I can see them attacking bins. I can see them in, in places like Holt attacking people for food, Stephens Green, Grafton Street, you name it. Mm. That never. I don't ever remember that. But do you, do
0: you accept what Niall is suggesting that that is happening because we've driven them out of their natural habitat to a large extent?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No doubt about no it. Yeah, that is definitely as a part of the play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And just in
0: relation to the faeces part, I suppose,
2: I, I, I meant I sort of explained that further, like feces in relation to car uh, droppings on cars as well. Like that, has a big issue staining this. all oh, you've dealt with people again whose houses have a lot, a lot of feces and seagulls, and it's quite expensive actually to get repainted, repaired, and all that removed correctly. Again, businesses will be the same as well.
0: And Nile, a final word. Well, uh, you know, there's
1: no denying that there is an issue, but rather than looking at a, a destructive solution, why don't we try and restore those natural colonies where those gulls would nest? I think we need to do more about the introduced predator control on offshore islands like Ireland's Eye off the coast of Hope. I think, think we need to do more to prevent people um, without any malicious intent, but disturbing those birds walking through the colonies. They, they're fully protected by law, though it's actually illegal when people do that. I think we need to do more to protect that and see the goals not as the problem themselves, but as a symptom of a much greater problem that's coming from the breakdown of our ecosystems and the disrespect for the natural environment. I think that the goals are, deserve more respect than they're getting.
0: Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland and Keith Connolly, Fianna Fáil councillor on Dublin City Council. Gentlemen, thank you both very much Jeff, for joining me here on the show. What gives anyone the right, says one listener to think that we have any more right to be here than the seagulls? We live in an island for God's sake. There are 8 billion humans on Earth now. We are the vermin. <laughs> Somebody else then says the population of gulls has multiplied tenfold in my area in the last two years. Birdwatch Ireland are out of touch. Simply out of touch. The excuses they are making are utterly unacceptable. A major cull is needed Urgently, and Connor and Kimage says it fascinates me that on the one hand people talk about saving the planet, but then have no problem culling wildlife when it becomes an inconvenience. Those seagulls are magnificent. Part of saving the planet is learning to share it with animals who have just as much right to us as uh, to inhabit it as we do. Connor, thank you for the text. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.